Hey everybody, it's Joe and welcome to the Trinity Youth Podcast. I'm here with Jack. What's up guys? I'm back. You're back. You were on a field trip. <laughs> yeah. We'll talk about that in a second. Cannon is here as well. Howdy. Howdy, Cannon. So Jack, you skipped out last week. Skip skipped out. out. That's harsh language to use right I off the bat. I was literally working. Was, it, it wasn't a fun field trip. I mean, it was fun, but it wasn't like a fun Talk yardy to me. Yeah, talk yardy. It was for your book. <laughs> Who all went? Like the whole all the yearbook classes? No, only the three and four students. So like I thought you were in two. I'm, I'm <laughs> been in it for four years. That was but, harsh. But that because, was harsh. But because I have to come here and listen to the my fearless leader Joe Palmer every day, I don't get to uh, be in the three and four class. I'm in the two class. But you get to go hang out with them. I get yeah. I, went, I got to go. So I mean, it was fun. Did you learn lots of good things. Oh yeah, I learned all about white space. What What does that mean? Isn't that bad? Like, you're not supposed to have white space on the pages? I mean, apparently it's good now. A white space can be good. Like a minimalist? That's everything. I'm a fan of minimalism in graphic design. Yeah, I design. mean, you don't want... I mean, when I was in high school, like, there was no white space. It was like... Yeah. Limit to limit pictures and weird shapes. And I just never... It's too much. Yeah. It's too busy. Too insane. Yeah, the PE I feel page, like a lot of yearbooks are like that. PA, PA, PE page looked pretty good this year. I don't know who did it, but you should check it out. Get out of here. Okay. So, um, yeah, I'm not going to make any comments on that one. <laughs> you know what else is busy? What is busy? The end of October. The end? Yes. I'm very glad October's over. What's, what's the end of October? The end busy? of October is busy. I mean, oh, about, my. The end of October. What do we do with the leftover pumpkin bread? Um, I don't think there's any. Are there pumpkins over there right but, now? Uh, there are pumpkins over there. Um, oh, it is it is November 1st. It is the day after Halloween. But it's busy. I mean, there's like Boo Fest, and then there's like Chia Hot. already happened. Yeah, it was and Trunk or Treat, and there's like Trick or Treat in downtown, and then like Trick or Treat in your neighborhoods, and Pumpkin happened. Patch. and Yes, Jack, sorry. I'm just saying like the end of October is a busy time. You oh, were saying, yeah, we were talking yeah. about things being busy, and I said, you know like what else is busy? The past week, you know. Um, the, ba- the biggest thing, the biggest piece of news all right, never mind. I was just going to say Georgia's number one right now. but Georgia is ranked number one. We need to go ahead and put that in the podcast because it probably won't happen after we... Uh, it might not <laughs> be. They'll probably, probably be like 10th by the time this actually airs. Um, ah, chill. But, so last night was Halloween. Yes. Um, Correct. And when we think about Halloween, we think about candy. That's true, yeah. Not actually the origins or the sacredness of the holiday, but um, the candy. So, Jack. Yeah. What is your favorite oh. kind of candy and your least favorite candy and why? Favorite Joe. That's a toss up. I'm not not even gonna lie. Uh your phone is not gonna tell you what your favorite kind of candy is. No, that was my mother telling me that she got me applied to another college. That's two today. Your mom is on a roll. Today. Well what anyway. Is, okay, okay. Uh favorite candy. <laughs> oh my Ooh. Goodness. Snickers? Yeah, Snickers. I love a Snickers. A Snickers is pretty fantastic. Least favorite? What's the one that has the the almond almond joy or mounds? I don't like either one of those. And and why do you why do you love Snickers and why do you not like which one of which one of the well I like Snickers almond joy is obviously the one with almonds in it. No, no, which one has coconut? <laughs> they both they, do. They yeah. both have coconut. Well, almond that's joy okay. is coconut and almonds. Yeah, I don't mounds like, is just coconut. I like almonds fine. I like chocolate fine, but I just don't like coconut. So that's why that's why that's my least favorite. I'm not a fan of coconut. But Snickers, you see, you got the got the chocolate, you got the peanut, you got the caramel. It's I mean, it's just all around. This it's got every aspect of a. It's a candy. good candy bar. It's I mean, a great it candy bar. Like, and I'm with you, you. I also hate. I can eat like fresh coconut, like right off a tree, like crack it open in the Caribbean, and eat coconut. But whatever they 
put inside and I'll yeah. enjoy your mounds is just gross. So, well, coconut and water. Cannon is is infuriated at the moment. He is waiting to jump in on this conversation because. Well, what was your favorite? We need to talk about Almond Joy events because Cannon needs to defend this right now. My favorite is Almond Joy. <laughs> I don't Gross. Like, I don't like mounds. It's not, it's a texture thing. Like, you got to have the almond in there. But I, I love Almond Joy. Like, I how, had, how can you love an Almond Joy? It's so good. It's gross. Like, they literally sat in Miss Ruth's basket for like three weeks and I didn't even. And I was the only one eating Cannon, them. Everybody like, thought I them. Yeah, I did. I destroyed it. them. I ate like three a day. Because they're so good. It's like, you got the chocolate, you got the coconut, you got the almond. It's simple. It's gross. It's wonderful. Um, <laughs> and what is your least favorite candy? My least favorite candy is probably like... He might lose his internship, depending on what he says. Oh, right yeah, now. for real. Uh, it's really hard to hate on any candy that has chocolate in it. Um, so That's I would, not true. Well, we had it on Almond Joy and Mounds. Well, <laughs> yeah, we did. Uh, yeah, you did, actually. I was sitting here like, oh, man. Chocolate cannot redeem an Almond Joy or a Mounds. I really don't like Twizzlers. Oh, I feel... Okay. Joe is dying. Joe's He's like, I used, to not, I used to not like Twizzlers. Like, I can eat one Twizzler, but like Twizzler number two, I'm like wanting to throw. Yeah, up. I don't. I don't no, know like how the people, little Twizzlers they put in little pack like a Halloween are gross, but like the real ones. Yeah, like, the big Twizzlers are good. And the cherry know. ones are like it's got to be the original strawberry ones. Black licorice, I think, is gross. Black licorice is always disgusting. Yeah, licorice stuff is nasty. But but the strawberry Twizzlers. Oh. I, don't know. I can't also, eat. More it's a Hershey like, product. I'm from Pennsylvania, so it's like I can't eat like a lot of them though. Like people eat like those like. Oh, you know what? Like, I will say, I can eat like three. Maybe. You get like a sprite, and then you bite the ends off the Twizzler, and you stick and it use in, it as a straw. Sprite, straw. Use it as a straw. I will say though, maybe, Man. maybe even Bubble worse than Twizzler. There's childhood. Have you ever had like a Heath bar? Like I love, also disgusting. I love yeah, the taste of it, but it gets, gets stuck everywhere. It's so no, like Heath hard. They're pretty gross. It's you disgusting. can blend them up and make the good most important thing. Still disgusting. No, no, it's not bad. Almond joy. No, it really is. Heath bars are nasty. I don't know which I hate more, Heath or Almond Joy and Mounds. You, like you like the 100 gram bars? I do like 100 gram. Yeah, those are all right. Um, I don't eat those a lot. I had Charleston Chews. Those are good. I haven't. Um, I don't know Reese's Cups about. and Mr. Good Bar are my two favorite candy bars. Wait, what is, it, what is a Mr. Good Bar? Mr. Good Bar. It's the yellow one, right? Yeah, yeah it's, it's the yellow one it's in the like, Hershey's It's Hershey's pack. chocolate, but which with is caramel. peanuts in it. Or peanut, is it okay. peanuts or caramel? Which one just has caramel? I don't know. No, Mr. Good Bar is just peanuts. So it's not like almonds, like... Because Hershey's has almonds in it. If you get them with nuts, this one's just peanuts and chocolate, and it's like you said, it's simple, it's classic. I like peanuts. I like chocolate. Put them together. Oh, I take. You know what? Dark chocolate's pretty gross. No, depends dark chocolate on, is the best. You cannot eat a lot of dark. chocolate. It depends chocolate. on what cho- the dark chocolate is paired with. Like I can't just eat dark chocolate. Like, a lot of dark chocolate by itself. Yeah. But like covering something or with something else, I think dark chocolate's awesome. Have you ever had a chocolate or- orange? What? I haven't. Those are so good. They're my favorite candy. Chocolate but this orange. morning I had the black and They're white mocha, candy. which I love. It's like the dark chocolate and the white chocolate making the mocha. Where's this at? Where else, Ken? Swift, baby. Oh. Have you not had the black Swift. and white mocha? I haven't been to Swift in a long time. You like, have a Swift cup in front of cup, you this second. I didn't go to Swift. I just picked it up um, because I don't have a car. So I can't go. I can't enjoy the life of Swift. But anyway, we're way off topic. Chocolate oranges are um, good. Yeah. Okay. So we have, we have two orders of business today, uh, the one on the left and the one on the right. Right. And I was going to let Cannon pick because we started candy discussion with Jack. So Cannon, would you like left or would you like right? You know me. I'm going left. You're going left. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even get it. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> oh, my phone's been on this whole time. Let me turn that off. My bad. Hey, Cannon. Howdy. 
You just picked the return of everyone's favorite segment. Cowboy news. Cowboy news. Come on now. <laughs> Ooh, I just threw something. That's and this is a link that was. that was in a. It was in an editorial about cowboy hats. About cow. I love cowboy. I. I um, don't know actually how I feel. So about this cowboy is a link. This is the a guide to cowboy hat etiquette. All right, hit me up. Actually, um, I fe- I'm, I'm feeling good about this. And I don't. Um, it's from um, Bernard Hats. All right. That's the website, and this is their guide to cowboy hat etiquette. All right. An essential guide. Um, Bless you, Jack. Thank you. All right. My phone fell. So these are the standard baseline points of etiquette while wearing a cowboy hat. All right. Hit me up. Number one. Anytime you enter a building, the hat should what? Come off. Come off. Good job, that, Jake. Okay. Yep. Makes sense? Yeah. That's etiquette fair. anywhere. Number like two. You. If it's an informal occasion, you may put it back on. But for a formal occasion, the hat must remain off. They got hat racks right. for a reason. When sitting down at a table for a meal, the hat should come off. Unless there's nowhere to safely lay your hat. So if you're just what is safely like you can't laying just down throw your hat. cowboy hat on the floor? We're gonna get into that into more detail, Jack. That's that comes. These are just the standard baselines. All right. When sitting down at a counter for a meal, the hat can stay on. Okay. So I went to counter, yeah. I went to Jimmy John's earlier today. They had a little counter, so I was eating there. Keep my cowboy hat. I love Jimmy John's. You didn't have a cowboy Excellent hat choice. On Out on the range, however, keep your hat on while you eat. If you take your hat off, another wrangler might step on it or spill food into the rim. Which is not good. Well, that is not good. So, um, originally, felt hats were intended only for what kind of wear? Dress. Winter. Darn. To protect from moisture and cold. And straw hats were meant for work. Summer, baby. Summer. Darn. I was. I could have guessed. So that. those. Those are kind of the baseline. Um, I have a felt hat, but I don't wear it. I had a felt hat, and uh, I bought it for a play in high school. It was awesome, and it doesn't fit anymore. But I have a straw hat that I wear to the beach. So My we, granddad gave it to me, and it's gray. Do you really have a straw hat if the ends aren't, like, broken off? You know what I mean? Like, if it's if it's perfectly circular Well, I think if, edges, if you're talking about a real cowboy hat, you, no, 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 it's going to be in straw hat, baby. I'm telling you, it's going to be in good shape. He's got to have some... No. We're, talking about, we're talking about straw cowboy hats, Jack. Oh, I'm talking about a straw hat. That thing's got to have some wear on it, some wear and tear. Mine does because it got folded up and thrown in the back of the car last time I looked at the beach. That so. ain't wear and tear. That's just okay. Just not good. It's uh, still wearable. Next, segment. but I mean, I feel like the straw hat, like the straw cowboy hat, is definitely like a beach thing. Yeah, at, like at least su- now, a southern beach thing. Like I think so. Like I would never wear American flag. Make out your American flag. Actually, and speaking of southern beach things, this is completely off topic. PCB baby. PCB. Speaking of PCB. Oh, I knew it. I knew oh, it. Oh, we're having a church trip down to PCB on spring break. MTV is spinning off Jersey Shore with Florabama Shore with a I, bunch of southern guys and girls spending the summer at PCB. I apologize, mother, so, if you catch me on that show. so gross. <laughs> they are premiering it at the end of November. My favorite, so, my favorite TV show, other than This Is Us, uh, Jersey Shore, is United Shades of America and... They did something. They did like a segment about about PCB and the culture. It's just so, ridiculous. So we're going from the Jersey Shore to pa- PCB. PCB, baby. You got to say it like that. You got to say it like, I've, like I've, that. I've been on one youth retreat there. It was no. There's no Jesus down there. It was an interesting place. Okay, Captain Jack's is good. All you can eat crab legs. So mm. soundboard noise. Here are all the times. That you were supposed to remove a cowboy hat. Okay. Going you back just, to cowboy You hat. just read them. No, these no, are... No, that was the baseline. Uh, during the National Anthem Pledge two. of Allegiance, passing of the flag in church, during a prayer, an indoor wedding, a funeral indoor, or at the passing of a casket in a funeral procession. 
You hold your hat in your left hand with your right hand over your heart. You may also hold your hat in your right hand followed by holding your hat over your heart. Either way is acceptable. That's how I do it right there. With your cowboy hat over your yeah, heart. Yeah, mm-hmm. or even when you're wearing a hat, like, please, please rise, remove all caps, and yeah. Yeah. I put my hat in my hand and put it, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I like the stressing of the indoor wedding and indoor funeral on that. Do they have funerals indoors? I've never been to a funeral. Yeah, that's yeah, but yeah, that's yeah. why they a lot most. of funerals are indoors. Uh, and then like, well, then it's outside. When there are some funerals that are all outdoors. Not in movies; it's always rainy and they're outside. Well, that's just the that's the most the commission or the graveside. Can't think of the word, but it's the graveside service. But there's another word. This, um, but the passing of a casket in a funeral procession. I think that's a. What uh, if you're driving? You gotta. Well, you're supposed to stop anyway, so you would. Yeah. No one told me that until I already had my license for like a year. Oh, I accidentally I got in like at least three funeral processions. Okay, honestly, that's terrible. <laughs> All right, so moving on. When else do you remove your cowboy hat? When you are introduced to a woman. If warranted, remove your hat by the crown. With your left hands, you may shake her hand with your right. Seems a little sexist to put in um, modern day cowboy hat etiquette, but. How is that sexist? sexist. It's polite. That's nice. Yeah. Well, what if you're. You don't shake with a What light. if you're a woman wearing a cowboy hat? Then you, you can take it, it off and shake the guy. If you're meeting hand. a man, it doesn't say that. Okay, well now I see what you're saying. Well, how many? All right, fair. It's, it's just making an assumption that that you're. I think that you're a guy. Well, okay. Well, no, they're not. Cat. What is this called? A guide to cowboy hat etiquette. Cow what? Cowboy. Cowgirls. That's like. Does anyone at, say cowgirl hat though? No, I don't think it's so. Get cowboy hat. Okay. Well, right. What do they call her? In, what do they call Jesse in Toy Store? Cow Jesse's girl. a cowgirl. I'm, all I'm saying. Case closed. Is at hat stores that are called cowboy hat stores. They have both sexes. So right. it's safe to assume that this is for boys and girls. Correct. Like in the comics, Magneto has the brotherhood of evil mutants, but like there are male and female evil mutants, but yeah. they're still called the brotherhood. I thought you were about to say Magneto had cowboys, and I was like, I'm about to start reading comics, Joe. <laughs> um, there are cowboy comics, actually. It's one of the genres that began um, when comics first started. Anyway, also remove your cowboy hat. This should also apply to anyone who is your elder or a, quote, man of the cloth. In other words, anytime like you a clergy, guy. pastor, priest, etc. Mm-hmm. So your hat would come off whenever you see me, Cannon. Yeah, well, might as well not wear it. Take it off when you begin a conversation with anyone, but not needed if you're just saying hello as you pass them. How, you don't you say hello, you say howdy, partner. It says hello in quotes. It says howdy, partner. It is generally considered to always remove your hat while in a private home unless others are wearing their hats and is then considered to be at the blessing of your host or hostess. So check with... But so that's like, that'd be like seeing if people have their shoes off. Some people are stingy about that. Yeah, right? like you gotta watch... Like you gotta well, there, see there's what some like doing. religious things for some people on that. But so. some people, it's not religious. You just gotta watch them. If they take their shoes off, you take your shoes yeah. off. Yeah, correct. You know what I mean? But, I mean, and then, you know, but it says like you have to set the blessing of your host, so... <coughs> Excuse, Excuse you. Um, like I could say to Jack, hey, you can wear your hat, can you can't. Oh darn! Because it's the blessing of the host. Yeah. Well, I don't always feel remove your blessed. hat by the crown. Some people do use their brim, but the brim must be strong. Do not use the edge of the brim. But removing the hat by the crown is the most customary. If you need to adjust your hat, do so by the crown. Never lay a cowboy hat down on the brim. I didn't, did know, know, that. I didn't know this one. I did not know so that. I'd be place, like putting it up. Place, down. Uh, hold on. Place your hat on its crown, brim up. You may also use a hat stand or a hat rack. Never show the inside of your hat. 
the hat band and the inside of the crown should not be for public view. Dang, that's like next level. But you're also putting uh, it. How would you put it on the crown, but then without people seeing the inside? Get a cloth and cover it. Get some spikes. Use a hat rack. I don't know. This is this is too much. And your hat should always be removed while dining in a restaurant, unless you're in a fast food restaurant. So Bojangles, go ahead and wear that cowboy hat. That's oh, right, I will. Buddy. I I had Bojangles yesterday. You must remember to wear the right cowboy hat for the right season. Not only is it impractical to wear a fat hat, a fat hat, a felt hat in the middle of summer, it'll make you look silly too. Yeah, you would. Because for winter, I mean, let's um, be real. It's I'm you know it's I think yeah, it's about yeah. time for me to start here, breaking out my felt, felt hats hat. will leave your head all hot and bothered and spotting a felt hat in July is an easy way to separate the tourists from a true cowboy. Stick to straw hats once the weather heats up and fat felt hats when it cools off. Fat You're hats. You're really having some trouble. I'm just I keep saying fat hat. Um, buy the right cowboy hat size. That's the hard part. If you have like a very large head and everything. Yeah, yeah, it's um. Take your cowboy hat off when you're indoors. Hold your hat the right way, always by the crown, and hold it so the lining doesn't show. Um, yeah. When you leave your hat on a flat surface or put it away in a hat box, this goes back to putting it upside down. Set it upside down. This lets the hat air out and keeps the brim shape intact. And here you go. There's an old cowboy superstition that says all the luck will run out if you set the hat brim side down. So that's why you put it on the crown. All right. And the last one, never mess with another cowboy's hat. That's Because it's very always. personal property. Yeah. I learned a whole lot today. Well, I was going to ask, what did you learn about cowboy hats in today's Cowboy News segment? Jack, what did you learn about cowboy hats? The brand, like grabbing it, like, like uh, not the brand, grabbing it by the crown, mm-hmm. like to move, take it off. I mean... I mean, actually, that's probably where I would grab it. I would probably wouldn't grab it right here, because that's because it's fl- flimsy, you know. Probably grab it on the top, but like that, like got that cleared away, you know. Because me and my, all my cowboy hats back at my house, just wait. I'm never surprised that you don't, you can't lay it on the brim. Yeah, I was. That was what I was gonna say. That I think well, shocked me the most. I mean, think about it. It makes sense, but at the same time, sense. like, how are you gonna not lay it on the brim? But then not have people see the inside. Now, is this acceptable? So, like, chair, some some chairs, not all chairs, have, like, points on the end of them on the back. Are you allowed to hook it on the back? Because that's technically not a hat rack. No, it, that would not be. That's not part of. Pro, this is proper etiquette. Obviously, people are going to break proper etiquette. That's true. That's true. What? Never. Um, look how I'm sitting. Look how me and you are sitting right now. We're breaking etiquette. So, well, and that was the next question. So, now that, to apply cowboy news to Jack today. Um, what breaking of etiquette drives you the most crazy? Using the wrong type of spoon for uh, soup. I'm <laughs> just playing. I got one type I of was, spoon. I was like, oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm just playing. Cotillion. I didn't go to Cotillion, actually. My mom threatened me a couple of times that I was going to go to Cotillion. But. You should have. I mean, when I went to grad school, we went to a... It was a um, professor's like retirement dinner and when we sat down at the table and like everyone looked at me and they're like we have no idea what to do there's like there's four forks three spoons and they're like we're gonna watch you because we have no idea how to handle the situation and I was like this is insane how can you not know I don't understand why there's so many forks you have a salad fork you have a dinner Mate, fork yeah. you have a dessert fork you 
Yeah. Depends. I mean, if there's an appetizer, if they're... I can't use the same for Seafood. I mean, because they're different. They have different purposes. Some have different kinds of edges. Some have different kind of cuts in them. You have to lay them a certain way on the plate. Means different, different things depending on what direction you Ooh, lay them. Whether you're I got, done, no, whether I got you're my done biggest, with your meal or whether you're not. I got my etiquette one. All right, can or Jack, what what piece of etiquette bothers you the most? I don't know if this is technical. I got two. I, one of them's definitely etiquette. I don't know if it's technically considered etiquette, but like the length of a tie when people wear them, is that etiquette? Like how long or short they make their be. tie? Do you know where it's supposed to go? Uh, right at the belt buckle. To your belt buckle. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and then my if you other wear bow ties. You don't have to worry about it. Yeah. But then my or bolo ties. Yeah, my other one. Was, I don't know where bolo ties supposed to. Supposed to come to doesn't right. matter. It looks great. I was all just the gonna time. say putting a fork on like the wrong side, of the, or like wrong side of the plate when you set a table, not with like four forks and three knives and all that. Like, just like you know what I mean. Just like, basic. Yeah. Fork is here, knife and spoon. Yeah. And like, what side the cup goes on? Mm-hmm. Cannon. Um. Well, this isn't. Does it have to relate to food? No, just etiquette in general. I hate at public outings when something is happening and you're filming it. Like, there's a, it's okay. Like, if you're going to go to a concert, like, I have nothing against people being on their phones like that. Or not, I mean, filming it. But, like, I don't know. Got to make sure I'm into the microphone. But, like, it's just it's so lame, especially if you're, like, in the front row and, like, people are behind you and you're you're, you're holding, holding your phone up like this. Like, well, first off, you're blocking people's view. Second off, like, I, I, I personally feel like it would be a better use of your time to watch the concert, watch whatever's happening, and pay attention and then third, like, I'm sure it's very dehumanizing for whoever's performing to look out and just see a wave of, like, people looking at screens instead of looking at... Oh, I'm sure. And so that's just... I, I cannot stand that, especially... And this is going to sound very, like, I was born in the wrong generation, but, like... We literally Especially just about that. at, like, concerts of younger bands, it's like, stop doing this. Like, I was third row to go see the 1975, and it was just, like, a wall of iPhones in front of me. Like, come on, stop this. I think I mean, this is a different kind of that example, but um, the Sistine Chapel, mm-hmm. um, amazing, amazing place, but it is um, eroding, degrading, whatever. And part of it is because of flashes. Yeah. And when you walk in, there are people all throughout the Sistine Chapel saying like, do not take photos, do not take, and do not take flash, flash photography. And flashes are going off. People are like, well, I can't get a good picture without a flash. And they're like, they're taking... And I went in that room, and it completely ruined my experience. Well, yeah, other people having like, their flashes. Right, it's like you see the last judgment, which they were just able to find and restore, like since I've been alive. I can remember when they found it and restored it. You know, and you see this giant artwork on the ceiling that Michelangelo took all this time, laid in his back, you know, painted. And for me, it was one of those moments, like, I went in there thinking, this is going to be like a really spiritual moment, right? Mm-hmm. And all you hear is, stop taking, you're ruining the photo, you're ruining the painting, stop. Yeah. And it's like this mass of people, and I'm just, like, I cried. Not because it was, like, breathtaking, which it should have been, but just, like, these people are here telling you, like, you're going to ruin, you're destroying this. Yeah. But people you, just care about that one second. And you don't that care. They and, get you know, and I'm like, I can go get a postcard, I can go get a book, and have all the paintings, and have much better than I can take with my own... Mm-hmm phone with my own camera like it doesn't matter how good a camera i have like that those pictures can be much better yeah and yeah just 
rudeness i think just being rude well yeah and and again like it's a tough thing because i understand like there's a very valid argument for some people that's like if i don't have a good memory like i'm not gonna remember it and then but i always have a rule like if i'm at a concert i'll take i will get my phone out one time to take pictures and generally like when i went to wilco is my favorite band in the world and i took three pictures when i saw them two one of setting up one during their first set and one during the acoustic set because it's just so lame to like there are people behind you that want to see the show. If you're if you have flash on, that's ridiculous. Like it's just so, yeah. Like it's just rude. I mean, I I used to take pictures, and then like it was almost like I look back and go like, you know, it's it's not a good picture. Yeah, it's not good for. It's just and it's not like I'm either gonna if it was an important concert, like I'm gonna remember it. And yeah. If it wasn't, then why do I want a picture of it? When I went to go see Robert Ellis this pat like right before school started, I was sitting like from me to you, like that's how close we were because it was in a room about the size of like the worst the room that we worship in and i got my phone out one time to take pictures and he commented on it like he like the artist that i went to see was like oh there we go there it is I was waiting on it and it's like oh and you he looked, were that guy well like i there were people that were filming the whole time and he well the the before the show started like he made a joke that i was the only person under 40 in there and so after the show it was like or my boss this this is not what the podcast is about. This is where I used to work in the summer. It's fun. Um, but I think just like rudeness in general is like kind of my etiquette. Yeah, that's fair. Peeve. Like, I wrote an article about that. I hate it when people are talking, like whether it's during youth group or during church, you know. And one of the things I hear all the time is, "Well, I wish you had announced that at youth group." Well, you know, he did five times. I did for the past. Well, I was five talking months. during announcements. Well, that's why you don't know. You know, and it's like that rudeness really, really irks me. And yeah, I'm gonna go on the record and put that out there into the interwebs. So here it is. Listen up, Ute, because you hate the word Ute. <laughs> Josh will no longer talk during Ute. Not Wait. that he ever does. So. Yeah, I was about to say I don't think our one youth that always listens to this would ever talk. Shout, yeah, shout out to Josh. Actually, looking at uh, like the. Most popular podcast. Uh-huh. I, there's lots of listens, and I don't know who it is. Who so, is it? How many is it? Well, like one of them, which was not like the first. I expect like the first one really promoted it, but I had like 67 listens, and I was like, "That 60? That's pretty good." Yeah, I'll take it. I mean, we're um, going famous. That's pretty good. But shout out to our boy Josh. Yeah. We appreciate the Josh, listen. Josh, if you're listening to this, he needs to come on the podcast. You're the best, Josh. We really do want you on the podcast. He said no every time we've asked. We him. do ask him quite often, but we got it. We got to get Josh one day. Um. All right. All right. This is what Jack picked. Because, you know, I'm on the right of the couch. Um, this, this story came out. This is October 24th. Um, of this year? Well, yeah. Nope. Duh. Um, did you hear anything this week about Albert Einstein? I saw something that was trending on Twitter, but I didn't look into it. <laughs> All right. So, yes. <laughs> Albert Einstein was trending on Twitter. Um, so, what do you know about Albert Einstein in general? Scientist. Mm-hmm. Invented a lot of stuff. Nuclear bombs, you know. Theory of relativity, right? Yeah. E equals MC squared. Oh yeah, that's true physics. You so know. um this comes from this particular rendition of this comes from the Washington Post. Uh Rachel Siegel wrote this. She related to Jason Siegel. I had different spellings, probably not. Right. Um Well duh, it's probably not if there's different spellings. In November nineteen twenty two, Einstein was traveling from Europe to Japan for a lecture series for which he was paid two thousand pounds by his Japanese publisher and host. Um, this is according to 
Walter Isaacson's biography, Einstein, His Life and Universe. Walter Isaacson, the guy that wrote the Steve Jobs biography. During the journey, the 43-year-old learned he'd been awarded his field's highest prize, the Nobel Prize in Physics. <sighs> Dang, that's pretty good. News of Einstein's arrival spread quickly through Japan, and thousands of people flocked to catch a glimpse of the Nobel laureate. Impressed but also embarrassed by the publicity, Einstein tried to write down his thoughts and feelings from his secluded room at the Imperial Hotel in Tokyo. That's when the messenger arrived with delivery. Um, the messenger either, quote, refused to accept the tip in line with local practice, or Einstein had no small change available, according to the AFP. Instead, Einstein wrote two short notes and handed them to the messenger. If you were lucky, the notes themselves will someday be worth more than some spare change, Einstein said, according to the seller of letters. Um, so these autographed notes in which Einstein offered his thoughts on how to live a happy and fulfilling life. Hmm. Um, this is the tip he offered. Um, sold at a Jerusalem auction house Tuesday. Let me guess. Let me guess. Does it start? Does it end with a B? Like billion? Is it billion? No. Okay. Two hundred seventy-five million. No. 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 My goodness. One point eight million. Ah, close enough. Oh, that's still way more than I thought. And there was a picture, and it's not on here, but like it was literally like. Like, you know little notepads in a hotel? Yeah. Like, it was a note like written on one of those. That's ridiculous. Anyway, so this is Einstein's theory of happiness that he gave in place of a tip. He wrote two notes. The other one, uh, the combined. So the, the first note sold for $1.56 million. Had estimated to sell bet- for between five dollars and $8,000. Gosh. Up with um, the second one um, was sold for $240,000 was expected to sell at a high of $6,000. Um, so here's the second one. That is whack. Where there's a will, there's, there's a, a way. way. That sold for that much money. That sold for $240,000. Was that? Did, hold up. That. Einstein wrote it. Hold up. Did, did they read them that? before they sold them? Or was it like no, you're, um, you're going in blind on a note? I don't know. Um, Wait, did he read that? Did, he didn't invent that saying, though. Think so. There's no way he did. I was about to say, what if he did? Like we just felt like. <laughs> well, he wrote that, but he, okay. he wrote that way before. Here's the other one. This one's the one that sold for 1.56 million dollars. Ready? It's probably gonna be something dumb. No, I actually this one actually is pretty good. Okay. A calm and modest life brings more happiness than the pursuit of success combined with constant restlessness. Victor Frankenstein. Uh, time out. He's just going to relate it back to this book he's reading called Rested or something like that. No, I wasn't going to relate to that. Oh, book. thank gosh. Um, I'm going to read that again, though, because I think this is cool. A calm and modest life brings more happiness than the pursuit of success combined with constant restlessness. Okay, yeah, that second part is really Victor Frankenstein and Mary Shelley's original. 18, Frankenstein. 18 something something. I don't know. That's tough, though. That's easier to write down on a notepad than it is to actually live out. Because everybody wants success. Yeah. So, so this is Einstein's theory of happiness. So, Cannon, mm-hmm. what's your theory of happiness? My senior quote. Okay, well, for those people who don't know what your senior quote is, would you- they're fake. They don't even know my life then. No. Um, this is a podcast. This is, oh, you're right. You to communicate to people. Oh, yeah. It's the internet. You're you right. You do it verbally. Ver- ah, that's the name of the song. Aphasia. It's where you can't communicate through your words. No, but it's a Pine Grove song. Great band. Going to see him in November. But uh, the quote is, so 
to help remind myself, I wrote this little song. Obviously, that doesn't apply to everyone, but you got to dot, 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 because there's some more lyrics. Do you know I've written a song? What? Do you know I've written a song? Do you write? Joe, Joe's about to drop a bomb on me. Did you know this? You dropped no. a bomb on oh, me. I guess I, I, mean, I wrote lyrics and my buddy Baby. wrote the music for you. I didn't know you did this. Yeah. You got to play it for me. I'll have to get it from him. But yeah. Do it. Do it. It's okay. Been a long time. I was like in college. But yeah. Did you write a song That's for? Dope. Was it like a. Well, well him, and I, no, him and I started. A who was him? Who was him? Uh, my friend Brent. Oh, I thought you meant the buddy. He's no, him and I about. started a uh, a contemporary service at our home church while we were in college. And then, like, we were messing around one night and, like, just started writing music. It was, like, worship songs. It's pretty cool. That's awesome. You got to play it for me. We'll play it on the podcast. I don't have it. I need to get. I'll you got to find it. I, I'll need to see if Brent has it. I'll ask him. You got to find it. I have to see this. Okay. What was the question? What is your, <laughs> what is your senior quote? <laughs> what is your theory of happiness? And you were sharing your senior quote, and then I something about writing a song. My and theory then I of shared, happiness. That's a little known fact. There's a good piece of Joe trivia. That's good. We're we're set. Me, us, Jack, me, Josh Hart. We know the answer to this question. <laughs> we got the answer. Okay, but my theory of happiness is that the ending part of this lyric was one day I won't define myself by the one I'm thinking of. And so the one, obviously this was in a context of like a relationship, but the idea of like not defining yourself by like what you fixate on and like what you stress about, that's happiness. I feel like getting past that moving forward. That's why it's my senior quote. Cause it's like, you're bigger than that. And that's true happiness. I think boom. So kind of having the right priorities. Oh my goodness, Joe! He made the transition face, but he made it too late. I didn't know you he see was what going I did there? there. Oh yes, I did. Jack looks like he wants to puke right now or something. If Jack and I had a podcast, it would be hard cuts for every change. It wouldn't be this like <laughs> flowy like. See what I did there? It would be like okay. So now we're gonna talk we're gonna about, about chicken nugget taste cheese. Test. <laughs> like yeah, <laughs> chicken nugget taste test. I'm bringing it back, baby. I'm waiting for the chicken nuggets, Jack. We'll bring them. We'll bring them. We Going back to our kombucha taste test. You see, Emily made pumpkin spice. I yeah, did kombucha. see that she. That we might have to bring kombucha. I think she's bringing it tonight. Back. To oh, think, I'll I try think, that actually. Well, me and Cannon, we considered. We talked about it in the car when we went to go get the the shaving stuff. Talked about uh, going to get some chicken nuggets and how mad you'd be if we came back with chicken nuggets. No, that would have been great. On actually, I may need to send you for stuff later, but that's not either here nor there. Jack, what is your theory of happiness? Happiness to me. I mean, I would. Can't just say being happy, being joy- no. You cannot define the word using the word being that. joyful, not having a you can care, but not having like not being stressed out. You know, like like really, does high school really matter? So yes. about when you're an adult. Well, no. I does mean, anything have, really matter? Mm, no, no. Does I'm my just family like, matters. Well, no, does my it, job matter? Is it nihilism no, like, or like, ne- I how do you say that word? Up, like apathy. Uh, yeah, well, like need, well, like uh, I'm thinking about a different thing, but apathy, yeah. anarchy, nihilism, no, nihilism, yeah. nihilism, yeah. nihil. I say that. Yeah. Okay. What's that? So you don't care. You don't care about anything. No. Uh. Anyway, well, that works for you, but but in a bigger scale, bigger scale, if you if you're gonna write down your theory of happiness that one day is gonna sell for almost two million dollars, Jack, I don't think don't be stressed is is gonna is gonna get there. I was gonna say keep it simple. It is what, what it is. It is. It is what it is. Keep it simple is not bad. Keep it simple. Well, you know what my nickname was before you got here, right? Simple Jack? Yeah. So, I like, keep it simple. I always assumed that they were saying that <laughs> you were unintelligent. What was, what was the point of that? You ever seen that movie Tropic Thunder? <laughs> yeah. You know the character in it? No. I have, looked up. I have not Sim- seen There's a character in it, Simple Jack. Fun fact about that name. We were in Philadelphia in Chinatown one time on a 
on a tur- turkey hunt, on choir tour. And we're just walking down one of these alleys. I kid you not. I don't know if I still have the picture. But on one of these straw wooden chairs was written out, Simple Jack. On my life, on everything, it said it. Thought it was the coolest so thing. So why did they call you this? That's what uh, John, she called me Simple Jack. Yeah, it was the intelligence thing, I think. I don't think it's the intelligence oh, thing. Because I yelled at people for calling you that. We were, like, it's we nice were in like seventh grade at the time. That's like, true. Actually, that might We I were all like, pretty not, dumb I was still probably grade. smarter than all of the seniors at that time. No, but like I completely like told people, like you can't say that. That's horrible. Hey. So I stood up for you, Jack. Thanks, Joe. I appreciate it. But I don't. I think it was... Well, no, because we talked about... We were talking about ben, me and Sam. We're talking about Ben... Not Sam Autry, the other Sam. We're talking about uh, Ben Stiller one day. And he's in that movie. And he then, is, yeah. And then so we were talking about... He was like, oh, Simple Jack. And then John heard it. And then... I think that... I think that's... that's so that's what's your theory for happiness, Joe? I was hoping you wouldn't ask. Well, I don't we have asked. one. Joe's like, what is happiness? What is love? Baby, don't hurt me. Don't hurt me. Oh, I got the O part. No more. Is that the, the what is love? harsh cut you Baby, about don't again? hurt yep, me. Yep, that was it. Don't hurt me. Um, No more. I mean, I think real happiness is um, fake. No. I'm kidding. I mean, this is my job as youth pastor to like bring us back to... Bring you're right, you're right. To God, right? I think real happiness, particularly as a Christian, is love of God and love neighbor. Um, which goes on in, in line with your keep it simple, Jack. Um, Doesn't get more simple than that. Like we complicate it, but it's like love God, love neighbor. If you do that, it's not. It's not hard. It's simple. No, but we no. overcomplicate it because we're like, well, what about what about this neighbor? <laughs> what about this neighbor. What about this person who's insulted me? What about this person? You know, and then like, and we try and we. Well, that's a, it's our human nature. I don't know if it's a first world problem or otherwise, but like we complicate everything, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, well, how complicated can I make this task? That's true. It's like write a sentence. Well, <laughs> how long should I write the sentence? How many words constitutes a sentence? Like we we do all this stuff and then. We're like, why well, didn't have time to write the sentence? Well, if you had just written a sentence, and instead of asking thirty questions, you could have written a sentence. You're not wrong. I wrote all my college essays today, so I know about the sentence writing. No, like, but when I write a sentence, I like Charles Dickens is one of my favorite writers because, like, he will take like three pages to write one sentence. And I think it's awesome. And nah, like in college, I, like I tried to emulate that and be like, how long can I write this one sentence? Uh, I love the semicolon; it's my favorite. That's when it's my you, favorite piece of punctuation. That's when you want to keep going. You said, I got two independent clauses. Boom. Jack, what's your favorite punctuation? <laughs> Jack, what kind of question is that? <laughs> well, I just, I just shared with you my favorite punctuation, Jack. The so, dollar sign. That's not a punctuation. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I was thinking, out of here. I'm just I don't think it's punctuation, no, Jake. No, not punctuation. That's a symbol. That's, that's he ends sentences with dollar signs. <laughs> oh, you can't end a sentence with a semicolon. You can't. You're right. But it's still punctuation. Okay. Uh, uh, so add a question mark, exclamation mark, period, and semicolon. Apostrophe, po- comma. Hyphen. That's my Hyphen. Mine. Colon. Probably. Upside down exclamation point or question mark if you're. Espanol. Right. Oh, yeah. My favorite punctuation mark. 
exclamation mark, no doubt. I love the exclamation. They, I mean, but like I've written people like, why are you screaming everything you write? But it's like, it's important. I want you to know that it's important. So I, yeah. That's how I feel when I send out the email. Like, I feel like I'm putting it too much. Like, important. Youth. Speaking of which, <laughs> did you see someone on Facebook commented that we already had trunk or treat and so I was there? Picture of trunk or treat. Oh, man, did they really? Who was it? Well, it doesn't matter. But I'll apologize. Who was it? I'll tell you all. Okay. Off here. Off here. Uh, no names here. So, I like the semicolon. You like the semicolon? Jack likes the exclamation. You yep. said hyphen, but I don't know if you really meant I, hyphen or if that was just mm, like... I use hyphen a whole lot when I'm writing, but I think... I hate the hyphen. I'm, I See, I'll do it because instead of a comma to put in like a, a side, I'll use hyphens. I think it breaks up things nicely. Oh, brackets it. Brackets. Mm, no. I think that punctuation is an ampersand punctuation. What's that? The the symbol for that for and. Well, you oh, just said symbol, so probably not. But bracket because mm. you can bracket stuff. Yeah, or but like I don't like a bracket. Parentheses. If parentheses are punctuation, well, then, then brackets, brackets are as well. I feel yeah. like. But what about like if you're doing footnotes and you have like the little like the. That's intelligent, right there, Cannon. Way to We're go. fine. We're keeping going. Um. No, it's hyphen. Yeah. Whatever. It's if if an amper and see, it's not even. I use ampersands. I just like it. It's Looks a fun cool. word to say. It is my um, Pine Grove. The band I was talking about earlier. That's like the third time I've mentioned them. They use ampersands in all their art and design and stuff. So the hyphen. The hyphen. I use it a whole lot. I don't like the hyphen. I don't dislike. Nor do I. Like, it might not like you. <laughs> we will not be in those leapfrog videos. You know where they are all okay. No, I won't be here tomorrow, so it's okay. Wow. Chicken nugget taste Chick test. nugget taste testing. Actually, I might be. I got Depends. really southern when I, I said chick nugget. You are really southern. I am I, pretty southern. You are southern. a southern cowboy. What can I say? That's a cut it right there. Let's Podcast over. Talk about swimming. I was thinking, and, and you know, Jack might end up on Florida Bama shore someday, too. He might. If I do, where are you going to me? That's, I don't, this should be a segment on the podcast. Why is college a thing? That's, Tell us about that show. Why do we have to pay tens of thousands of dollars a year? You or don't. You not could get pay. the hope. I know, I know, I know. But like, even even if we don't pay it, because though. like I I won't pay full. Because like both of us are gonna have hope. Hopefully, I'll have Zell Miller. I don't know about you and yeah, Zell Miller, your your pal right. Zell. I, I I think I'll have it. I gotta do well this year. But why does it even cost that much money? Give us a hot take on yeah, what, that. What are the what are professors we paying? doing that teachers what, in high school? What have I getting that warrants me paying $60,000 a year? Why is high school free? Well, if you go to public school. Well, and that's and what... Because I feel like free. I've gotten a, a great education at Rome High School. Oh, and I easy. said that sarcastically, but I wasn't kidding. Like, and, well, it's one of those I... Believe it or not, I was a little bit snobby in high school. About college? No, you... Just in general. Joe Palmer. Um... How long are we running at right now? That's the well, let's, I, um, this like, is I felt like the I power had, hour. I felt like I had to go to a private college. A lot of people are like that. Um, That's fair. And people kept telling me, like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, particularly if you know you're going to grad school, which I knew I was going to grad school. Because um, you knew pretty early on in your life that, going to that this is what you yeah. want. Okay, that's yeah. what I thought. Like 16 is when I felt the call. Um, so I knew I was going to grad school, but I... Like, there's a state school that was way too... Like, it was, like, the next town over. I'm like, I'm not... Mm-hmm. I, I need to go somewhere. Um, didn't want to go to Penn State. Just because, like, from a high school, the graduating class of 63 was not ready to be thrown in with uh, 40,000 undergrads. Um, 
but like looking back, like I, I loved my college experience, but just you went to a school in Pennsylvania before you came here. I did. Yeah. Um, but like looking back, it's like it, I, I could have gone to a public school, could have gotten uh, more in terms of scholarships and stuff, you know, mm-hmm. um, I mean, then part, so part of it's really looking at like, what are you getting and why? Like sometimes, you know, there's some programs at certain schools. Like if you know, if that's what you're going to for and you know, that you go to that school, like you're pretty much guaranteed a job. Yeah. You know, and if that's the case, then it might be worth the investment. If that's, if that's not the case or, you know, you, you know, you're going on to another level of education. Like no one cares where I went to undergrad. People ask me, where'd you go to seminary? Like that's the question they want answered. You went to Canada? Yeah. Okay. Emory. But yeah. nobody, nobody ever asked, where'd you go to undergrad? Yeah. Um, so I think part of it is that, and I mean, professors do make a lot of money. Uh, the more quote unquote prestigious the school is, the more it's going to cost you, the more they're going to make. Um, you know, when I was at Candler, that they were like the number four seminary in the country. So like they had more professors wanting to come there than you know, we're leaving other seminaries. It's like the highest rated Methodist seminary, the 13 that we have. Um, because people wanted to go work at the most prestigious one, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but obviously that's going to mean they're going to cost more money to hire them, which means tuition is going to be higher. And, you know, have you guys been to Emory? Um, no. Have you been? I mean, I know what it's saying. My uncle went to Emory. But I mean, you just walk around campus and see like, these giant like marble buildings and stuff, and it's like, yeah, this is not cheap, you know. Um, it's just so much money. It is. They have an endowment from Coca Cola as well. I mean, they, Emory's one of the most like one of the wealthiest universities in the country because they have so much money sitting in the bank. But, but they have. I mean, it's the research the professors do, right? Like the schools get money based on what people find. Emory's. Healthcare and medical school is huge, and they're finding out new kinds of stuff all the time. And um, so that's—I mean—that's what you're paying for. That's what you are investing in. Kind of a short answer to your question. Yeah, it's just stressful. The the, the process of uh, figuring it all out. You could just be a cowboy. I could just be just a go cowboy. Live on yeah, there's a girl that graduated from our high school that did that. She went to work on a ranch in Wyoming. Like, and I'm not joking at all. Like that, it's cool. Coach Covell did it too. Don't tell your parents that I told you you should. Do that, <laughs> well, I put it on the wall in my lit class. It's like post high school. You had to write which one to do. It was like college, ranch, rock paper scissors, whichever hand wins. That's what I'll do. I was in your lit room the other day. Oh yeah, for student government. Yeah, for student government. Joe's our student government. What is it? You're, you're like the community partner. Uh, one of the community partners, liaisons. I don't know what the word is. Yeah. He's telling us about social media. That was my topic to talk about. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Yeah. So he met all the fine faces of Rome High. This one. This fine kind. I only of knew three of you. So stubbly here. Who? Me, Mallory, Elizabeth. Okay. I think I think they're the only three that I was familiar with. Yeah, well, there are a lot of people on student government, which is nice. Yeah. I'm actually, sounds kind of lame, or I guess if you're a, our age, because people like it are like, oh, new stuff is dumb. But I think I'm pretty excited about it. You to make decisions that impact the whole school. I'm glad. I'm glad. I was shocked when Dr. Holland told me there wasn't a student government. Um, yeah, this is year number one. 
and he's like, "Well, we're starting." I'm like, "That's all," and that's why I said, "Like, I want to help with that because yeah, who, who's I was class president? involved in it." So, Bo is the president. We can talk about it later. All right, I'm the well, first. Well, it's time to wrap president. up. So it is time to wrap up. Jack, deuces. Glad you were back. Always glad to be back. Cannon, good to be with you. Thank, you. thank you. Can I, can I, <laughs> Joe? Let me sign out, Joe. Go ahead, say your little spiel, and I got one thing. I have a spiel, Jack. I'm scared now. Dogs on top. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> Dogs on top. Goodbye, everybody. Dogs on top. Goodbye, everybody. Dogs on top.